Good morning and welcome back to Margin. This morning we're going to talk about essentialism. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the Millennial Margin Podcast. I created this personal finance resource out of necessity as I've watched countless people schedule away, mortgage up, and max out their lives. Margin is simply the antithesis, providing leeway in an increasingly marginless culture. If you want to build margin into your personal finances on a daily basis, this is the podcast for you. So finding out what is truly essential to life you want to lead and defining what you will focus on based on what truly matters most to you is key in life. And many people can argue that to be true. Now in the book, Essentialism by Greg McCowan, he looks into this specifically, looking at what's essential by following a process of four parts, looking at the context or the premise that of less but better. Although this seems very simplistic and obvious, the less but better approach is one that you can see consistently in high performers. An investor I recently uh, spoke to uh, communicated this same uh, rhetoric in the sense that he was scaling back what he was going to be involved in. He's a very successful real estate investor. He uh, invested in uh, commercial real estate and basically would buy up those properties, return them to their former glory, and then he would basically locate a business and optimate that business in order for that business to operate in that space. And so although his business is much more complex than that, uh, when I asked him why he was scaling back, he told me that uh, bigger is not necessarily better. Bigger is just bigger. And especially coming from an individual like he, I was uh, a little bit taken back. I was surprised by this response. Now, oftentimes we want to expand our lives through the process of addition, continually adding, thinking that somehow our lives will continue to improve by adding. But this argument I think is dated in the sense that in this book and by so many others, This happens and you win in this way by an elimination and focus, not in continually adding to what you have on your plate. Now, because of the last 18 months, your thoughts of what may be essential may be (laughs) related back to essential workers, maybe essential businesses or even essential products like toilet paper. But That's not the focus of today. The focus of today is to look at essentialism through a lens of of what you need to focus on in your life specifically. Now, this is really important to take note of because as we think through uh, the aspects of our life that bring us the most happiness and what is actually essential to our life and lifestyle, you may correlate this to someone who has recommended that you follow your heart. And following your heart, uh, you know, if you have a desire, you have a passion that you want to pursue may not be so bad, but we're trying to look at a holistic approach here of what is essential for you and what is most life-giving. So think about it. What is actually essential to you? The premise is to limit or remove the barriers to doing what you should be focused on. The author further defines uh, this by saying that essentialism is not a way to do one more thing. It is a different way of doing everything. So looking at everything through a lens of what ideas or options you may have, 
which should be removed entirely and what area of focus you will then take because of that. The author uses basically four different parts of essentialism. The first one is essence. The second one is explore. The third one is eliminate. And the fourth one is execute. This drives this methodology and approach home. So in part one, he discusses essence. He defines this as what is the core mindset of an essentialist. The writer looks at basically what this is from a standpoint of having the ability to choose, finding out what is actually important, or more specifically, what actually is not important, as well as what trade-offs there are to life, because there's always trade-offs. But sometimes it may seem easier to have someone else make decisions on our behalf instead of being actively involved in the process. But you need to be involved in the decision-making process. You have the ability to make choices looking at what uh, would have to be given up in exchange for something else. So at the core of the essentialist, they are taking in more options and more opportunities and then evaluating those through their filtering system. So out of taking all of those options and opportunities and, and looking at the trivial many and then narrowing it down to the vital few, we have an undisciplined undis pursuit of more that's prevalent in our society today. And the author refers to this. We carry the idea that we can have our cake and eat it too, that we can truly have it all. And in a nutshell, the essentialist looks at what they can do instead of what they can't, focusing on less but better, making intentional choices and focusing on what really matters at the end of the day. Knowing that there are trade-offs associated saying yes. When you're saying yes to one thing, you are automatically saying no to something else and making sure that you're making those decisions appropriately. Now, part two focuses on explore. How can we discern the trivial many from the vital few? He looks at intentionally setting boundaries of availability, figuring out what truly matters, finding enjoyment as well as making time for sleep and being selective about what you are actually involved in. He says that the essentialist thinks almost everything is non-essential, which puts so much of the aspects that we can seemingly stress about into perspective. But what is essential and defined as such can be the thing that you can go big on. That's the thing you can focus on, that thing you can go and, and pursue wholeheartedly because it's gone through your filtering system. And in order to find this thing though, you need to truly find and set aside time that allows you to dream and be creative and define what it is you really want. Now, figuring out first how you can escape so that you can have the freedom to truly explore life and be able to see the big picture is essential, is, is extremely important to this process. Now, he states that in order to have focus, we must escape to focus. When we're able to take time away, when we're able to uh, take in all those that information and filter it out accordingly, and figure out what the most important information components are and then be able to make decisions based on that information, you're able to then come back to reality and make decisions off that information that you've boiled down. 
He then goes on to basically talk about the importance of play. Play doesn't just help us to explore what is essential. It is essential in and of itself. Now, in part three, he discusses eliminate, looking at how to simplify decision-making, actually saying no, finding the aspects of life that you should no longer be involved in and removing them and improving your quality of life and the importance of setting boundaries. Now, this is the active process of cutting out the trivial many so that you can focus on the vital few. In doing so, he mentions that the importance of selecting from a standpoint of your yes being yes fully and your no being no wholeheartedly enables you to then focus in on your intentional decision-making process. He says that as to ensure that the decisions being made reduce the number of future decisions that must be made thereafter, you need to actually have your yes be yes and your no be no. He says to firmly say no, resolutely and gracefully, and then say yes only to those things that really do matter to you. Once you clearly see what you've said yes to and probably shouldn't have, you have the ability to then uncommit to those things that you actually can uncommit to. He says, if I weren't already invested in this project, how much would I invest in it now? Thinking about, okay, well, what else could I do with this time or money if I pulled the plug now? And looked at the sunk cost fallacy associated to that. So being comfortable with cutting losses for those aspects that you should not have been involved in uh, from the get-go will ensure that this is done and, and done ahead of the time so you can limit the loss. So the overall premise of this is that he thinks that making things better means subtracting something. Going through that process and setting boundaries so that that is liberating. And we talk a lot about that from a plan to spend standpoint of having that be liberating. In part four, he discusses the final part called execute. How can we make doing the vital few things almost effortless? His argument is to basically create that opportunity to have rhythms in place so it comes naturally. Now, creating margin, otherwise known as a buffer, helps you to transition, removing obstacles to achievement, building momentum through little wins along the way, building in a routine and figuring out how to best focus in and be able to achieve an essentialist lifestyle. Now, removing obstacles and making uh, execution effortless is not easy, but I believe that if you put those processes in place, it helps you to be able to make the decisions you need to make. He further explains that building a buffer for unexpected events and being able to practice extreme and early preparation enables you to remove obstacles to progress. An essentialist produces more, brings forth more by removing more instead of doing more. The importance of routine is also discussed as a means of simplifying the decision-making process. The person who does so designs a routine that ensures and enshrines what is essential, making execution almost effortless. This then allows for you to be focused on the present, being present and therefore making better decisions because you have a system in place. He speaks a greater deal 
throughout the book about your life energy. That was something we saw themes with in regards to other lifestyles, but ensuring that your ensuring that your energy is flowing in a specific direction in order to ensure that you are not going in a bunch of different directions yet making no progress is especially important. This part especially hit me hard because it's so easy for me to go in too many directions and I often struggle with testing the water in a bunch of different investments and a bunch of different businesses and a bunch of different experiments otherwise. And it can leave me in a place where I, I could have made more progress being more focused. Now, finding what is truly essential for you allows you to have clarity around what then aligns and what does not align with what is essential in your life specifically. So my call to action today comes down to what you actually need to clear your head. I typically go for a walk or a drive, but figuring out what you need to gain mental clarity in order to figure out what you enjoy the most in your life. Setting aside your phone, grabbing a notebook, and even taking a walk can allow you to go through that process so you can envision your ideal life. Now, no matter how you escape in a healthy manner, find a way to closely look at what is essential to you and whether your life displays this or not. Thank you for your time. Enjoy your day and we'll see you back here tomorrow. If this information is helpful to you, please do follow, visit millenniummargin.com or connect with me on Margin's social platforms.